Brandon Aikens, and I'm 10 years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he um, helps us stay alive and he helps us when we go through tough stuff and when um, our mom, our dad, and stuff are sick. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. friends, Alicia Yoder here again on the Jesus is Better podcast. I'm so glad you decided to join me so that we can spend another few moments together talking about Jesus, and you can spend even more time talking about him with your parents and siblings and talking with him in prayer. Last week, we saw how Jesus obeyed his parents and his heavenly father perfectly as he grew up. And that when John baptized him, God spoke so that everyone could know that Jesus was his beloved son who was completely pleasing to him. Right away, though, the Spirit led Jesus into the desert, and he was tempted by Satan for 40 days. He didn't eat anything during the whole 40 days, and as you can imagine, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written in Scripture, Man must not live only on bread, but by every word that comes from God's mouth. Then the devil led Jesus up to a high place. In an instant, he showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. He said to Jesus, I will give you all their authority and glory. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God. He is the only one you should serve. Then the devil led Jesus to Jerusalem. He had Jesus stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. It is written in Scripture, the Lord will command his angels to take good care of you. They will lift you up in their hands. Then you won't trip over a stone. Jesus answered, Scripture says, do not test the Lord your God. When the devil finished all this tempting, he left Jesus until a better time. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. News about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. Jesus went to Nazareth, where he had grown up. On the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as he usually did. He stood up to read, and the scroll of Isaiah the prophet 
from the Old Testament was handed to him. Jesus unrolled it and found the right place. He read, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. He has anointed me to announce the good news to poor people. He has sent me to announce freedom for prisoners. He has sent me so that the blind will see again. He wants me to set free those who are treated badly. And he has sent me to announce the year when he will set his people free. Then Jesus rolled up the scroll. He gave it back and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were staring at him. He began by saying to them, Today this passage of scripture is coming true as you listen. Everyone was saying good things about him and were amazed at the gracious words he spoke. Isn't this Joseph's son? they asked. Jesus said, I know you want me to do the amazing things I've done in other places, but a prophet is not accepted in his hometown. The Israelites didn't accept the prophet Elijah, so God sent him to do a miracle and give food to a Gentile widow, though there were lots of Israelite widows he could have helped during the famine. And even though people in Israel had skin diseases, God used Elisha to heal the army commander Naaman, who was from Syria. All the people in the synagogue were very angry when they heard Jesus talk about the prophets helping the Gentiles. They got up and ran Jesus out of town. They took him to the edge of the hill on which the town was built, and they planned to throw him off of the cliff. But Jesus walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Then Jesus went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee. On the Sabbath day, he taught the people. They were amazed at his teaching because his words had authority. In the synagogue, there was a man controlled by a demon, an evil spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, Go away! What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said firmly. Come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down in front of everybody, and it came out without hurting him. All the people were amazed. They said to each other, What he says is amazing. With authority and power, he gives orders to evil spirits, and they come out. The news about Jesus spread throughout the whole area. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, so they asked Jesus to help her. He bent over her and commanded the fever to leave, and it left her. She got up right away and began to serve them as guests in her home. At sunset, people brought to Jesus all who were sick. He placed his hands on each one and healed them. Also, demons came out of many people. The demons shouted, You are the Son of God! But he commanded them to be quiet. He would not allow them to speak, 
because they knew he was the Messiah. At dawn, Jesus went out to a place where he could be by himself. The people went to look for him. When they found him, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must announce the good news of God's kingdom to the other towns also. That's why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues all around the land of the Jewish people. Do you ever feel like it's just too hard to be kind all the time? Or that your little brother or sister, if they weren't so mean to you, then you wouldn't have anything to get angry about? Have your parents ever dropped you off at someone's house calling out, Be good! as you hopped out of the car. But what if you can't? What if your friend knows exactly what to say to you to make you really mad? When Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert, he spent 40 days alone with his Heavenly Father, not eating anything. Because Jesus was completely God, but also completely man, He was really, really hungry, and Satan knew it. He knew Jesus' stomach would love to be filled with food and that his mind might be tired from hunger. It was the perfect time to attack Jesus with temptations to sin. If he could only get Jesus to quit trusting the Father to give him what he needed— if he could only cause Jesus to disobey the plan for the Father's kingdom to come and stop believing for a moment that the Father would guide him and take care of him in each step of his life on earth, then Jesus could no longer be the perfect sacrifice for our sins because he'd have to be punished for his own sin. But with each temptation, Jesus overcame Satan's attacks with what was true about his father, that he was the one worthy of serving, obeying, and trusting, no matter what happened. Now it's true that Satan doesn't want us to serve, obey, and trust God either, so he sends his forces to attack us each day. Because we have God's Spirit living in us, God can help us to win the attacks by remembering what's true about God, that he loves us and helps us for our good. But the best part of this story is not to show us what we should do, but to celebrate what Jesus has already done, obeying the Father perfectly, no matter how weak or tempted he was. He faced these temptations for you, out of love for you and obedience to his Father, so that he could earn the righteousness or right behavior you could never do and share it with you forever. Now, if someone asked you what your job is, you might say something like, being a good student in school or helping around the house or not fighting with my brother and sister. Or you might say something like, I don't know, not get into trouble, I guess. When Jesus went back to his hometown, people might have thought they knew what Jesus' job was, 
maybe to become a great carpenter like his dad Joseph or become a smart teacher of the law. But it didn't matter what they thought because Jesus knew exactly what the father's job for him was. That's what he read when he opened up the scroll of Isaiah from the Old Testament and read it in the synagogue. His job was to proclaim the good news of God's kingdom coming, setting free those in the prison of their sin, healing people's bodies and hearts, and bringing people into God's favor through his death and coming back to life again, forever taking the punishment we deserved. The people in his hometown probably thought they knew him, but what they thought never stopped Jesus from speaking the truth with the Father's authority. The Jewish people got angry when Jesus spoke about God sending prophets to the Gentiles instead of their own people. They were so mad, they even got Jesus to the edge of a cliff. But it wasn't Jesus' time to die, so he was able to walk away without being hurt. People struggled to understand who he was, but Jesus trusted the Father's plan of helping people to understand when the time was right and didn't want the demons he cast out confusing people even more. Now, how would you feel if the president came to your school and everyone gathered in the gym and he said he was so glad to be at your school? What if he just came to your class and said that he heard your class was a very special class and was glad to meet you? But what if the president came to your classroom door and called only you out into the hall saying, I have to get back to the White House, but I just wanted to shake your hand and tell you that I'm so glad to meet you and I've heard good things about you. When Jesus was on earth and sick people came to him, he didn't just walk into the room and say, be healed everyone, and walk away so he could go to bed early. He laid hands on each person who was brought to him and healed them like Simon Peter's mother-in-law. Of course, the people all wanted Jesus to stay, but again, he obeyed the Father, saying that he needed to preach the good news of the kingdom to the other towns too. I'm sure if I saw Jesus in my town, I'd never want him to leave. But we have it even better, because God's Spirit never leaves our hearts. Jesus was so willing to face the same temptations and struggles that we face so that we could receive that spirit and enjoy being a part of God's kingdom now and look forward to the time when he'll be our king on the perfect new earth. Jesus showed us what true devotion to the Father looks like and that we can trust him completely with showing us the way to go and that his plans to save will always be carried out. He loves to be our help in every temptation, every fear, and every time we feel weak, and like we just can't be kind or obedient or brave one more minute. Remember how last week we talked about the Spirit coming on Jesus like a dove at his baptism? 
Jesus was so glad to send his spirit on us too so that we could also copy him in the things he came to do, telling our friends and family the good news of the gospel, that God wants to free them from the power of sin, heal their hurt feelings, and make them his sons and daughters. We don't have to spend our lives trying to figure out how to make everyone like us or be happy with us or copy their lives. But instead, the Spirit can help us to respond to others in love and obey what God is asking us to do. And just like Jesus healed people one by one, we can love each person, either young or old, that he brings into our life and pray for the people he puts in our minds. The time that you give to loving others is a sacrifice to God. It may not feel like much, but when you bring the light of Jesus to others, it's like you're holding a candle and everyone else who loves Jesus is holding a candle too. And it adds up to one huge bonfire of praise to God. Let's pray. King Jesus, thank you so much for overcoming every temptation for us and giving us the reward of your righteous behavior. Would you use the candle of your love in our lives to let our friends and people from every nation on earth see how great you are? Amen. Okay, friends, let's keep enjoying Jesus' light. And I'll talk to you next time.